Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number to be on the air. I want to welcome you to our program, Calvary Live. And you, the listener, get to call in and you get to ask questions about perhaps the Bible, your Bible reading. Uh, Maybe you heard a teaching and it's brought up a question and So we encourage you to call in as we look to God's Word, and I hope and pray that I can bring clarity and understanding uh, as we go to the Word of God. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. But Calvary Live is also an opportunity for you to receive prayer. We're here to minister to you. Uh, We're here to encourage you and exhort you, and that really is the heart of this program, to to answer your questions, uh, to bring the truth of God's Word to you, to pray with you, and to minister uh, to you. So the number to call, as you heard, is 303-690-3000 to be on the air. And there is another means for you to be able to ask a question and to give your prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that is 720-336-0897. And I just want to welcome all of you that are listening in today uh, as we end the work week, as we end the school week, um, this is a great opportunity as perhaps some of you are at home and uh, from school, you're at the uh, park you know, with your kids doing practice, maybe you're taking a walk, maybe you're ending the, the week at work and you're listening and you're able to call in. We encourage you to do that and ask your questions. Um, and also for you who can do it safely to text in your questions and to give your prayer requests, Let's go to the Word of God together. Let's encourage each other. Let's let's be a blessing to one another. And I know that some of the questions that are asked, that maybe some others are are thinking of the same thing. They they have the same kind of questions, and and so it's not just for those who call in, but for all the listeners. And the Lord's going to guide us and bless this hour, of Calvary Live. So I'm your host today. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. I have the privilege of hosting Calvary Live on Tuesdays and on Fridays. So blessed to be with you this afternoon. And I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range up into southern Wyoming that you are listening live today. And then also all those who are listening on the East Coast on uh, Hope FM and Truth FM. And, of course, uh, if you're listening to the broadcast um, then it's a week delayed. But I know that many of you, perhaps, uh, even on the East Coast uh, and around the country, that you're listening online. Um, you are listening, uh, uh, you know, on your uh, on your apps as you've downloaded uh, the Grace FM app. And so we encourage you anywhere in the United States uh, to give us a call at 303-690-3000. That blesses me that the listening uh, area or the online listening is it's just been um, growing. We got even those who are listening right now in Peru. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And we got close connections to Peru. We had a group of young adults 
that went down there and ministered with Corey Kilgus uh, there in Trujillo, uh, Calvary Chapel there, uh, ministering to the youth there, uh, put on a vacation Bible school, did a, a children's ministry workshop. Uh, we got close ties uh, to Peru here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, so I want to welcome you and and uh, even those, uh, somebody listening in Ukraine and Puerto Rico and around the world. And technolo- technology is so wonderful to be able to connect us together. So we want to welcome all the listeners, and we pray that you're blessed in this next hour. So give me a call. Uh, all open lines right now. It's great to grab one of those open lines uh, right now while you're able to. And let's talk about the things of the Lord, 303 690 and um, that text line is 720-336-0897. And, and, of course, you have opportunity to receive prayer, and we all need prayer. And maybe, you know, one of the things that we find is, uh, as we find ourselves in the beginning of the school year, that it can be very stressful for families and it can be stressful for for our kids. And, um, and it's a big adjustment and new classes and just the stress and the strain of that comes with our young people. And so maybe perhaps you need prayer, and we want to be able to pray with you and bless you. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. Maybe you're, you know, one of the things that uh, on Wednesday night, uh, it's been so wonderful to go through the book of Revelation, and sometimes it gets really heavy, especially in the section that we're in, that deals with that tribulation period. Um, and uh, a lot of things are taking place. And as we are going to be in chapter 15, uh, we're looking towards the end of that tribulation period right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And as we look at the tribulation period, we see the Antichrist take center stage. We see that he goes into the temple and proclaims himself as God. Uh, we see the two witnesses that are killed there in Jerusalem. Uh, we know that uh, there is uh, the Satan that makes war with the woman, that is, with Israel. And when the Antichrist proclaims himself as God in the temple of God to be worshipped as God, as Second Thessalonians chapter 2 tells us, that he's going to turn and he's going to make war against the Jews, he's going to make war against the believing saints, and even chapter 13, it says the whole world turns to him, begins to worship him, and then you have the false prophet that rises up on the scene, and, and he uh, makes war with the saints and prevails against them. It seems as though... When you're reading that section that, that, you know, the Antichrist, Satan's going to win. But here's the thing, he doesn't. He doesn't win. And maybe right now you might be thinking, you know, I'm not concerned about the tribulation period because I got tribulation going on in my own life. I want you to know this, that you might think that Satan, that the attacks and the, uh, the problems, the difficulties that you are facing right now, that perhaps you think those things are going to win. Listen, they are not going to win. And the Lord loves you, and he is with you, and his promises are true for you. And uh, I, I hope and pray that, that you would draw close to the Lord, because oftentimes during difficulties and tribulations that we fall away from the Lord. We, we begin to come up with our own solutions. We begin to pull away from the Lord. We're overwhelmed. And if we stop praying, we stop being in fellowship and one of the things that I see in chapter 14 in the midst of all this tribulation is 144,000 that are sealed by God, that belong to God, that they're standing with the Lord. And you keep standing close to him, and you stay uh, 
want in the Word of God. You stay in fellowship. You stay with being encouraged with other believers. And give us a call if you need prayer. And I hope that's a word of encouragement to you that are listening here today. So give me a call. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's talk about the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God. Let's encourage one another. And uh, so um, it is something that, of course, uh, we get the privilege to do here on Calvary Live. So we're going to go to the phone lines. Let's go to Jennifer in Greeley. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. And um, I, I first wanted to call and ask about um, a verse that I read in Acts chapter 13, and I think it's verse 39. Um, and it says, um, it says, um, through him, speaking of Jesus, I'm pretty sure, um, through him, whoever believes um, will be free of sin. I, I'm not saying it exactly the way that it is, but do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, let me read it to you, okay? And okay. and I think you're asking a very good question, because, you know, here is the preaching of the gospel that is being given. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Paul and... and Barnabas, they uh, are on their first missionary journey, and they're going to the Gentiles. They're they're uh, beginning to establish these churches, and um, and he says, uh, I'm going to back up to verse 38 of chapter 13. That therefore let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, that is Jesus, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So I'll ask you, first of all, Jennifer, was there a specific question that you had on that verse? Well, my question is just, um, in the translation that I read, it said uh, you would be free from every sin. So to me, it meant if I believe in Jesus, um, that I would be free from every sin. So I, I, I guess I kind of understand, but I don't because... I'm not free. I don't feel like I'm free of my sin. Yeah, and you're asking a very... Yeah, and he's talking about being justified. And and that term justification is um, a legal term. It's it's a term that literally means that just as if I've never sinned. And it it means that there's forgiveness that is there. It, It talks about your righteous position before Christ. When we come to faith in Jesus Christ, when we believe on him, then we are justified. The book of Romans tells us in chapter 3, after Paul very painstakingly for three chapters, he says, we've all sinned, and and we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? And the wages mm-hmm. of sin is death. He, he goes on and he says, but we are, he then introduces the doctrine of justification, it's a legal term, and it literally means just as if I've never sinned. Now, Jennifer, you and I, we know that we're sinners. That's why we need Jesus, right? And mm-hmm. so it's talking about your position as you come in faith. You are declared righteous is what it means. And it means that salvation comes to the one um, as we come and are justified by him. He's the only one that can do that. And what Paul is preaching here is that you can't be justified by trying to be a good person. You can't be justified by the law. 
um, by keeping the, the law of Moses, because what the New Testament goes on to say is that there's a purpose of the law. The law is good. It's God's standard. The problem is you and me, Jennifer. We can't keep the law. So the law declares us guilty, and Galatians tells us it's a schoolmaster to bring us to Jesus Christ. So what Paul is saying here is by him, everyone who believes is justified, that is, you come to salvation and uh, from all things from which you cannot be justified by the law of Moses. In other words, your sins are forgiven. The law of Moses could not bring forgiveness of sin. And as you study the scriptures, you see that throughout the New Testament, that truth, which is part of the gospel. In the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews painstakingly goes through and says, listen, the Old Testament sacrifices, the law of Moses could not you know, bring forgiveness of sin. It was only a covering of sin until Jesus Christ came and died for his sins once and for all. But to continue with that, I think maybe perhaps, and you tell me if, um, um, you know, going uh, down a different um, rabbit trip here or or, um, what you are thinking, but it doesn't mean we still don't struggle with sin, right? Yeah. We we still have this warring with the flesh, and and, um, it, it doesn't mean that we become sinless, but what it means is that we are justified, we got that righteous position, you know, in Christ because of my faith in him. And then the Holy Spirit comes into my heart, and, and the book of Romans is so incredible because after the doctrine of justification that, listen, we're justified freely by his grace. And as you go through chapters 3, 4, and 5, you know, I would encourage you, Jennifer, underline that word freely, freely. Freely, you'll you'll see it come up several times. Then in chapter six through chapter eight, he begins Paul to explain to us the doctrine of sanctification. Now, sanctification is being set apart for the Lord, and as we are set apart for the Lord, there's this battle that's going on between the spirit and the flesh. Paul writes about it in the book of Galatians, and so we need to be ones that you know, Paul says, to walk in the Spirit. He says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, but walking in the Spirit is being surrendered to the Lord, being yielded to the Lord, being humbled before the Lord, saying, Lord, I need you, because we still struggle. And Romans chapter 7, the whole chapter, Paul talks about this struggle in the flesh. But the Lord desires to empower us to live a life after him. Does that make sense? Does that help you out? Yeah, yeah, that that does help me. I I understand um, what you're saying. Um, So thank you for that. You bet. So keep in mind this. Listen, some people try to be justified before God um, and um, to be, you know, trying to keep the law of Moses. That will never justify you. It's coming in faith in Jesus Christ. So... Um, so keep that in mind and then yield to the Lord. So that's a good book. Do you know, going through the book of Romans will help you in that. And we got that up on our webpage, CalvaryChapelGreeley.com. We just got through the book of Romans and I think you'll really, it'll really be a blessing to you. Okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. 
Um, okay. And before I before I hang up, um, I wanted to uh, ask for a prayer request. And like I said, um, I, I don't know a lot of the details, but I I was um, I've been hearing people talk about it, um, and it's something that happened to a child. Um, and she's in critical condition in Denver at the hospital. And I, I don't know her name or anything because I really don't like to um, look into stuff like that. But I, I know God knows who she is, and um, I just feel like there needs to be community of prayer for that child. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Father, we pray for this child. We, you know the circumstance, and, and as um, Jennifer has broken hearted over it, we just lift the situation up to you. We pray for uh, um, this child, the, the mom, parents, the family, everyone involved. We just pray for your touch, for your working, Lord, for your healing, and, and to intervene. And Lord, um, and we don't know what it is, the situation, but you do. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. You bet. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And we have somebody that hangs up, there's always an open line, so grab one of those open lines. You know, one of the things that, that we always to remember is that we have the spirit of adoption that we can cry out, Abba, Father. He's a loving Father. And I have raised four kids, and even though my kids are adults, I still want them to come to me. I still want them to come to me when uh, they got questions or they, they need wisdom or they have requests. And I never, never want them to think they can, they can never come to me as a father. How much more our loving father desires for us to come to him. And, it's, and as most of you know, it's more than just giving a shopping list, but it's going to the father who cares for us in every area of our lives. And we can let our requests be known with thanksgiving and allow him to minister his peace and his provision to us. He's so good. And, and always remember that. Well, we want to go to Brenda. Who's next on line two? Hi, Brenda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, well, so this is the question. My niece had called me, told me that her 20-year-old son, which is my nephew, my great-nephew, told her that he is gay. Okay. So, she, so she tells me, well, God knew before the foundation of the world, Auntie, that he's going to say, no, let's, let's talk about this. So I told her that everyone have a free will. So my great-nephew apparently decided that he wants to experience this gay life. But she kept mm-hmm. on saying, well, Auntie, it's, but God knows everything. He knew that he was going to be this way before the foundation of the world, and I'm trying to let her know that that is not of God. So my question is, I guess a comment is like our free will versus the foundation of the world. And I explained to her like male and male, male and male cannot procreate. God made male and female to procreate. So it's not yeah. it's not of God. So yeah, and I I think the thing uh, Brenda to remember is um, he the Bible does say that he knew us before the foundations of the world. He knows the end from the beginning, Isaiah declares. But mm-hmm. the thing is, we're all born sinners. Some people are born with the propensity to, you know, when it comes to sexual orientation or, or when it comes to anger, when it comes to, 
you know, some people say I was uh, born and, you know, to, um, you know, with a greater propensity than others for alcoholism, whatever it may be. Here's the thing. We do know what God's will is. And God's will is for us to repent from those things and turn to him and to live for him. And that's the wonderful thing about being a Christian. And that's what I would really focus with, you know, um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, your great nephew is that the Lord loves you and he desires for you to turn to him. And when we do turn to him and we're born again by the spirit of God, we have a new heart. We're a new creation in Christ. And I'm reminded, you know, you might share verses like in First Corinthians where Paul's writing about those who live in habitual sin. He said, don't you know that they will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he goes on to say, and such were some of you, but you were washed and you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. So he's going through this list of sins. He says, don't you know that uh, idolaters, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, drunkards, Mm -hmm. revilers, all these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's not saying that if you commit those sins that you, you will never be saved. He's saying those who live in habitual sin and those lifestyles with no desire to turn to the Lord, to repent, you know, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. here's the thing um, that we need to uh, encourage them, even as Paul came into that, that city of Corinth, which was a very carnal city. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was wicked, it was sinful, it was immoral. And he says, such were some of you. And when he came into Corinth, what did he say? He said, I came preaching what? Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what you give him, Jesus. That Jesus desires for you to come to him, to surrender your life to him, to walk in obedience with him because he loves you, and he doesn't want you to get caught up in sin. It's a loving father that says, don't sin because I love you and I care for you. And and um, I want you to walk the highway of holiness. So that's the direction to go. And and a lot of times when people say, well, I was just made this way or whatever, it's an excuse to continue in their sin. So, mm-hmm. Okay, well, so, you said first Corinthians. Can you give me the verses? You said first Corinthians, but you did not give me the verses. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Mm-hmm. You can start and read up in, in um, verse 9, and you can read through verse 11. And then when Paul starts writing first Corinthians, he says, I didn't come and in man's wisdom, I came in a power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, and I came preaching nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I just love that because that's the message that we give. You know, give those who don't have the Lord that Jesus died for you, he loves you, and he desires for you to come to him and surrender to him. Because, um, you know, here's the thing, the world's going to do you in and wipe you out, and the world will bring death. That's what the world brings. Jesus mm-hmm. brings life. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's an encouragement, Brenda. It does. I have on the chapter and verse, and I definitely will share with my niece. Yeah. Thank Can you. I pray for you? Please do. Thank you. Father, I thank you for Brenda calling and, and her niece uh, uh, that is dealing and with her uh, great nephew. And, Lord, so many have turned to uh, the homosexual lifestyle and, and have uh, given in to uh, rather than as they're caught between uh, the truth of God's word and culture, they're turning to culture for truth. And we know that um, the Bible is truth, that God's word and your love is true. 
And that's why Jesus came to die for our sins. And there is, uh, Lord, our hope in him alone. And so I pray that you give uh, Brenda just the words to be able to minister to um, her niece as she's ministering to you know, this uh, great nephew of, of Brenda. Lord, you know who he is. You give them the whiz words to say, and Lord, that your word would pierce his heart and that you would draw him to you. And Lord, that he would see that you have so much for his life, that you created him not to live in sin, but he was created for your good pleasures. And I just pray you open up his eyes and soften his heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Hey, 303 690 3000 is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. And that text line is 720-336-0897. As I said, make sure you're safe when you're texting. But before the break, let's go ahead and go to Michelle that's on line three. Hi, hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed, thank you. I was calling. Um, first, of all, I wanted to do a prayer request, but before that, to add into the prayer, I just wanted to um, thank the Lord for salvation, and I wanted to thank Him for grace and mercy and um, mm-hmm. He's been so amazing in my life, and I also want to lift up the men and women in service in our military, you know, fire departments and police officers who protect our streets as well. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes, and I want to thank you for um, this radio show and your guys' the whole ministry, because it's been an awesome ministry, and I listen to it um, very much. So Good. I'm um, glad you're blessed. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to pray for is I just want to pray for an awakening in the church um, and in the body of Christ. And um, I just I want to pray, you know, and just get it out there. That way everybody hears um, that, you know, we're ready for Jesus to come back. And I want to pray for just a big, huge movement in the spirit, um, in the body of Christ. And um, just kind of lift everybody up and let everybody know, you know, forgiveness is free and um, let's Let's get Jesus back. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pray before we go to the break. And Father Michelle, her desire is to see you working. And we do pray for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon, you know, the, the communities here in Colorado, um, uh, in, in uh, our churches, that, Lord, that we would be ones that we desire to stand firm on the gospel, to be faithful to the Word of God, and to be looking for the return of Jesus. We're told to be watchful, to be waiting, to be the wise servants that's doing that, but to occupy till you come. And I believe you want to do an incredible work, especially as we see a world that is becoming more dark and more deceived and um, is, is coming against the truth of your word. Lord, we just pray for a work, uh, a work of the Holy Spirit drawing people to you and, and, um, and opening up their eyes spiritually that people would come to salvation through Jesus Christ, and that churches would, Lord, just have that um, commitment to um, pray for their cities, their communities, the commitment to the gospel. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, Michelle, you have a good Thanksgiving if I don't talk to you before then. You also. My son said if you could just um, say a quick prayer for his son or his friend from school, Riley, because his brother died. 
Oh, we pray for <laughs> Riley that is hurting, Lord, and his brother died. How difficult. We pray for your comfort. We pray for your strength to the family. Lord, for Riley, who wants to just help his friend. Lord, but we pray that you would bring those into uh, Riley's friend's life that will be able to be a blessing and a help. But Lord, you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in our time of loss and tribulation. So I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. You bet, Michelle. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. we got a couple open lines. So uh, as we go to break, it's the only break of uh, Calvary Live. We'll be back in about 90 seconds or so, two minutes. But call that uh, number, 303-690-3000. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live on this afternoon. So glad that you've tuned in to Calvary Live. So blessed to be a part of your lives as uh, we are here ready to uh, answer more questions or take your prayer requests so give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, we'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Let me give you that text number again. is 720-336-0897. Pray you're having a blessed day. We want to be a part of your day that brings blessing and benefit and comfort and wisdom in any way that we can. So so glad you're tuned in to the show. Uh, I do want to, somebody text in a, um, a, a message that said that they're trying to get on our website, Calvary Chapel Greeley, um, and uh, download some teachings, particularly the Revelation. Uh, we have a new website. We just put it up. It, it used to be calvarychapelgreeley.com, but I want to remind everybody it's calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G. So if you're listening, it's O-R-G. Go there, and then um, it should be coming up. They're working on it to where if you do put com or just Google it, it should come up. But for some reason, it's not doing that right now. So our website, I know for many, many years, it was com. It's now .org, O-R-G. We just really kind of needed to do a, web, a new website. We have done that. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be adding to it. And uh, you can also uh, just be able to... Uh, to get the teaching, and we'll be adding more of it. Uh, we got a lot of work we want to do with that. We want it to be a blessing to you. So calvarychapelgreeley.org, uh, look at that if you're interested uh, in the services that we got coming up Sunday morning, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and then Wednesday, our Thanksgiving Eve service, family service, we invite you to as we will uh, just be worshiping the Lord, have a short message, and then we're going to have some pie together, and then we'll be heading into the Christmas season. We'll have more announcements for that. But we want to get back to the phone lines and give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air. But I believe we are going to go to Denver where Shireen has been waiting. Shireen? Shireen, are you there? Shireen? Hello? Sh- Hello? Is it, I think I have Shireen. Is it Shireen that's 
or do I got yes. somebody else? No, Shireen, how me. are you? I'm Shireen. <laughs> I'm good. How, how are, are you? you? <laughs> oh, I appreciate you waiting. So and waiting through yeah. the break. Yeah, you're on Calvary yeah, no Live. Problem. So I had a question, and I I, I know um, family friendly, and I'm I'm not going to say anything um, that wouldn't mm-hmm. be. But my question is around like using swear words or profanity and what the Bible says about that. And even to take it a step further, saying, you know, OMG, referring to God and not gosh. um, I just, like, those things are something that I don't like in my house, and I Mm -hmm. hear people that I know that, um, you know, go to church and they might say those things, or they might um, use words like that, or even use the phrase, taking God's name in vain. And I just, I wonder about that, what's really said about that from him. When Paul was writing to the Ephesians, um, he was given kind of this rapid fire of instructions, and one of the things that he says in Ephesians chapter 4 is, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And so it's a very simple command that he's given um, because he's inspired by the Spirit of God to write this. Let Mm -hmm. no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. Jesus said, let your speech be seasoned with with grace, with salt. Um, So those are the words that we as Christians are to be speaking. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's any place at all for the Christian to be speaking profanity um, or to be swearing or to be tearing down um, we can take it as far as that, because sometimes Christians, and it's you know n- not just the words that we speak verbally, but when it comes to social media, um, that's mm-hmm. where a lot of Christians uh, can do a lot of damage, is you know tearing people down, gossip, that's all part of that, um, slander, uh, all those things, um, being negative, you know, uh, we are to be ones that we are to choose that when we speak is to be a blessing and a benefit to others. We're not to use God's name in vain, but we are to to use godly words. Edification is what it is that we're told. What is for necessary edification And um, in verse 29? So, you know, do you know what edification means? Um, I'd like to say yes, but I'm not going to lie, and I'd like to learn. <laughs> It means simply, you probably do know what it means. It means just to build up. So Uh, are the words that you're speaking, is it building somebody up? Is it lifting somebody up? Here's Mm -hmm. the thing, Cherie, and you know this. We get enough junk out in the world and talk of the world and nonsense of the world. And he he goes on and he speaks about, um, you know, fornication, all uncleanness, uh, not even be named among you filthiness, foolish talking. Uh, He talks about that. Coarse jesting, you know, just always making a dirty joke out of something, things like that, Mm -hmm. which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. So we are to be giving thanks. We are to be building people up. No corrupt words proceed out of our mouth. You go to the book of Proverbs, there's several verses in Proverbs that, you know, talks about the speech of a fool and the speech of a wise man. And mm-hmm. um, there's a great contrast that is there. And uh, you can read those verses, uh, uh, you know, that are there for us to take heed to. Uh, but, you know, the Bible has a lot to, to say about uh, our speech. 
and mm-hmm. it remi- it reminds me of this. You remember the story um, of Peter when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden, mm-hmm. um, and then all the disciples scattered, and they took Jesus away to the house of Caiaphas where he went on trial, and Jesus came to the courtyard. Remember that he denied the Lord three times, and what was he doing? Yep. He was cursing. He was swearing, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mm-hmm. the subject that, that you just brought up. I don't yeah. know the man denying the Lord. And then that little girl that said, you know, you're one of him. You're a Galilean. Your speech betrays you. Mm. So the question is, what's your speech like? Yeah. And your speech will betray you. And, you know, Jesus said, out of the your mouth comes the abundance of the heart. So he was rebuking the religious leaders at that time when they said, you know, what you eat and you're not doing the proper, you know, traditional washing that we do. Jesus said, that's ridiculous. What comes out of your mouth, that's what defiles you, because what comes out of your mouth shows the abundance of the heart. So how's your speech, you know, because your speech will betray you. And if, if people are cursing or swearing or tearing down or slandering or gossiping or coarse jesting or foolish talking, it tells where their heart is at. So mm-hmm. we want to be ones that we let no corrupt word proceed out of our mouths, but what is good for necessary edification. And listen, if it isn't going to edify and build up and benefit, then it's just best that we zip it, it, you know? Yep, yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so hopefully that helps you out a little bit. That does, and there's, yeah. there's a wise saying in Proverbs that says, be quick to hear and slow to speech. Slow to speak. Yep. Yeah. Be quick to hear. And sometimes awesome. that's why he gave us two ears and only one mouth. One mouth. And, yeah, uh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> does that help you out? That does. Thank you. I just, I just, yeah. I guess I, I wondered, and I know like the verses that you were referencing, I've heard it, and I just didn't you know, put them together so much and it wasn't as specific and just, you know, reaching out to somebody to be able to ask. I, I love that I listen to your guys' radio station throughout all of my driving parts of my day. And um, I'm it's glad just it's something a blessing. That I'm, yeah, yeah. And, and I just was like, I wonder, because it's like something, I mean, I've even slipped up, not using the G word in vain, but... <laughs> He's definitely Absolutely. curse words and things, and I'm like, you know, I feel bad about that. And if I feel bad about it inside, then it must mean that it's not right. And yeah. I just kind of questioned, like, where does it say that? Because I want to, I want to nip yeah. it, and I want to yeah. have a, you know, that's a good reason to nip it because he says, don't do it. <laughs> I think, I think, Shireen, it's a very important subject that you brought up because it is so critical. We're a witness not only with our, our, you know words, you know, but with our behavior. You know, mm-hmm. Timothy was told by Paul, uh, and you can read this in chapter 4 of 1 Timothy, Timothy, you be an example in word, you know, that is your speech, yep. and yep. in behavior, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And that's what we're to be an example in, because we can destroy our witness and the destroy of, of you know, um, witness for Jesus by the words that we speak, most definitely. And people can yeah. say, you know, you're a Christian. You talk like the world and what's coming out of your mouth. So, Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, All I right. really appreciate you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. 
you too. And I appreciate you calling in. Keep listening, okay? Yes, I will. Thank you. All right, Shireen. Thank you. It is important what it is that we speak. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 is a verse that you might want to, you know, just um, memorize and go to and remind, especially parents, grandparents, or kids, um, to remind others, you know, that uh, you talk to or link to in, in your life that, you know, it's important for us as Christians, listen, don't let any corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Don't be tearing people down. Don't be gossiping, coarse jesting, you know, all this stuff uh, that Paul says is not fitting for saints. And you're a saint if you're a believer. And uh, that includes social media. And um, it, it surprises me, unfortunately, that there can be Christians that are on social media that um, the things that they put on ought not to be. So we need to be careful. We want to be a good witness. And, uh, you know, out of the your mouth shows the abundance of the heart. And so um, just a good, good reminder for us. So thank you, Shireen, for calling in. Hey, we got a couple open lines. We still got time in the show. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. But we're going to go to down in Southern Weld County in Frederick to Dan on line two. Hi, Dan. My brother. Hi, my brother from a different mother. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Dan? I, I love your show, Jeff. Um, Thank you. I, I'm doing wonderful. I feel very blessed. And uh, I just got a, que- I got a question and a prayer request. Uh, okay. My question is, did Apostle Paul uh, suffer any type of consequences for murdering uh, Christians? You know, and that's a good question. And so as he came, I think one of the reasons, as he came to Christ, of course, on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, he was forgiven. Um, Jesus' death on the cross forgives us uh, for all of our sins, every single one. And so he was forgiven of that. I think the consequence that he experienced is that it weighed heavy on him. And you can right. sense in, like, for example, I'll read to you, Dan, in First Timothy, um, he was one that was very much aware that he was one that persecuted the church. Um, he, he says that I've been entrusted with the gospel. Um, and he writes about um, that although I was formerly a blasphemer, a prosecutor, and an insolent man, which means a violently arrogant man, I did obtain mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. So this is the faithful saying, worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am a chief. So what Paul was saying is that Jesus came, he saved me. I was the chief of sinners. Uh, I was an insolent man, a prosecutor, uh, of the church, a blasphemer. In another place he writes, I believe in Philippians, I was a waster of the church. He was very aware of his sin, but he was very aware of God's forgiveness. And that's why he's able to say in Philippians chapter 3, for I do not count myself to have apprehend, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, he knew he was forgiven, um, but he also remembered that 
you know, he he did persecute the church, but I'm not going to let those things hinder me from uh, moving forward to the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then I think he also had a very special heart uh, for the saints in Jerusalem because that's where the persecution started in Acts chapter 8. He caused havoc on the church, Acts 8 says. That word means like a wild animal that's out of control, like a shark after blood. And he would take a collection from the churches in Greece, and he would take there, and one of his prayers, and it's interesting, and you got to kind of hear the heart of, of Paul the Apostle in this, because he he says in the book of Romans, which is an incredible book, 16 chapters long, there's three times that he says, I urge you, I beseech you. One is in chapter 12, that I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He does it in chapter 16 when he ends the book. He says, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division. But he does it in one other place. And he says, I beg you, brethren, in chapter 15, he's talking about he's going to go to Jerusalem. Uh, he's going to see the saints there. He's going to minister to them. He's going to take an offering to them. He says, I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus and through the love of the Spirit, you strive together with me in prayers to God. And his prayers were this that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe, that is, the Jews that would come against them, and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints. He really wanted to minister to them. And can you imagine Paul sitting there among the saints, and maybe there's a widow that's there? Yeah. That years previously, before he was converted, or you know, a family member that had been lost— so that's why he's asking for these prayers, that my ministry may be acceptable to the saints in Jerusalem. And it's not just because they were tending to be more legalist, and they were, but I think also because of that persecution that Paul had brought to them. That's one of the other thoughts. So, yeah, he, he was a champion of grace because he was the chiefest of sinners that was forgiven. But he also was very much aware that, and he's honest, you know, this is where I came from. And um, but yet he moved forward. He didn't let that hinder him. And see, what can happen is is that sometimes people come to Christ and, and they think, you know, God can never use me. God can never have me move forward because of what I did in the past. Listen, put it under the blood of Jesus. Put it under yeah. the blood of Jesus. And you know, one of the best things about yesterday is that it's gone, and, and yeah. that we're forgiven. Yeah. And, and yes, there's work to do and healing to do and growing to do, but he desires yeah. to do that. Um, so that's, that's the, what I see from Paul the Apostle, the, the, the champion of grace. And that's why he defended grace so much. Um, right. And that's what gives us hope. It's all grace, isn't it, Dan? It isn't Amen. partly grace. <laughs> it's all grace. It's amazing. It's just it is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, my prayer request is uh, both my uh, my wife is in training right now to be um, a truck driver and to um, join me as a team. Um, I'm actually uh, driving down Interstate 90 uh, through Montana right now, which is absolutely well, gorgeous. I and, know it is. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. But... Uh, my wife is done with training next week, and it's it's been a, over a month since we've been together. So I just want to give all the praise and glory to God for keeping us 
safe on the highways yeah. and byways and those around us safe. And I just I ask for uh, prayer for um, us to be able to uh, get through this safely and uh, yeah. be reunited so, with each other. Yeah. So are you going to be driving? Are you going to be driving over Thanksgiving? Um, we're hoping to be home. We live okay, in Frederick, good. and so we're yeah. uh, our plan is to be home for Thanksgiving. So, well, you yeah. know, I'm I'm thankful for you guys. You know, uh, and I think that we need to be thankful for all the truck drivers that get goods to you know. If it wasn't for you guys, we would be paralyzed um, as a Amen. nation. And so we're thankful for you guys. And that I ninety I know is you know up into you know comes into Buffalo, Wyoming. And then up into Montana and Missoula and then over to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho and over to Seattle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, I I've taken that road. I love that road. So and you call us when you can, all right? I will. Absolutely. Okay, dude. And you can be you, safe. So you, Father can, Yeah, I'll pray. Go ahead. So Father, I do pray for yeah, Dan. Would, and go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I I I would no, I, I didn't know if you were going to pray or not. <laughs> I am going to pray. <laughs> Sorry. Awesome. No. All right. Father, we th- we thank you. I thank you for the truck drivers that are out there. And um, I thank you that they're on the road driving um, goods around or stuff or food, equipment. Um, and, and, Lord, I just pray that uh, those who are driving over the holidays, getting our Christmas gifts to where they need to go. And I just pray for your blessing upon those. And even drivers that are listening to us, several drivers, you know, truck drivers even from Florida to have called in, uh, East Coast. But, Lord, I pray for Dan and his wife. I pray she's finishing training, that, Lord, that you would just bless that. And, Lord, that you would keep them safe as they're on the road. And I thank you for their listening to Calvary Live, and I pray that they would be encouraged as they're driving through the open spaces of Wyoming um, into Montana and the panhandle of Idaho through beautiful country, but also it can be, the weather can be um, can be a, a challenge, and especially up north and into uh, Washington. And Lord, just bless Dan as he's on the road, minister to his heart, to his wife, and Lord, uh, just bless their Thanksgiving coming up. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. You bet, brother. Keep safe, okay? All right. Thank you. You bet. Hey, I also want to pray because um, I believe it was uh, earlier caller. I know it was. Um, and so um, we had, um, I'm trying to look at my call line that somebody wanted um, a um, uh, per request and just thanked all the first responders. So, you know, with the holiday season coming up and one of the things to keep in mind is do pray for them because they don't get a day off. Uh, They're there out there on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, They're working on Christmas and Christmas Eve. So we do want to pray for our first responders. We want to pray for uh, those in fire and police and uh, our peace officers. We want to pray for those uh, firefighters that are there for our good and for our benefit, and they're God's minister. And so, Father, we do pray for them as 
we're reminded of those who do work um, during the holiday season. Uh, and it can be hard on family, but Lord, we pray for you, that you keep them safe, that you would minister to them in a powerful way, that you would, um, Lord, just um, you would have your hand upon them and bless their family. And Lord, we do thank you for their service and for our good and for our benefit to keep us safe, um, to minister to us and to serve us in that way. I pray for the nurses and the doctors um, that will be working as well. And, and even those who will be out in retail and work in restaurants so we can enjoy uh, our, our holiday weekend. So Lord, uh, I do pray that um, as we go out into the world and working and whatever you called us to do and wherever we're placed, that we can be a light, that we can uh, just um, be able to uh, be a witness and that it would be a time of true peace and goodwill. And Lord, um, those things that we speak about, Thanksgiving, uh, during this this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas that we are entering into. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, I do want to encourage you to, because um, we got, we got a few minutes left, about five minutes left in the show, but I think it's a good time as we are again this weekend uh, before Thanksgiving. Those of you who are listening live online or perhaps on Grace FM, that you know, pray about who you might invite to Christmas services, even Thanksgiving, and because more people are uh, just open to go on uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve service or a New Year's Eve service. Here, we're going to do a New Year's Eve prophecy update that I do every year, and we get lots of people that come. Um, in some ways, it's, it's as popular or more popular than uh, Christmas Eve, um, and people are really wondering what's going to happen, what's going on. Um, and, and so invite somebody. Pray about who you might invite, who you would reach out to, who you could minister to during this Christmas season. Uh, and Thanksgiving, maybe it's somebody who's just hurting, somebody who just needs some encouragement that is at work or a neighbor or a family member or an old friend. And one of the things that uh, was brought up on Tuesday when I was doing the show was that, you know, to send a, a note, a card to somebody. And, and nowadays we, we send emails and texts and stuff. That's fine. But to maybe write a note, a Christmas note to somebody, a Thanksgiving note. And I think it's a special time of the year to do that. And it blesses people so, so much. Um, and and I hope that you would really pray about who you might invite to come out uh, for services, who you might minister to, who you might just bring some Christmas cookies to or some baked goods. Maybe it's elderly. Maybe it's somebody in the nursing home that you know it's there that you haven't seen for a while. So I'm trying to just kind of stir your hearts a little bit on that because it is a special time of the year. And it is a time of the year where we're going to get busy and we're going to be baking. We're going to be shopping. We're going to be decorating and finishing school and, you know, finishing work projects and uh, looking forward to the holidays that we would really take the time to, first of all, just keep our hearts and mind on the Lord um, to be thankful to him, to celebrate uh, the fact that God sent his son to this world. And I, I was in Israel just a couple of weeks ago. We had a group, and we, we got back earlier in the month. 
And uh, where we stayed was at the Rochelle, you know, Ramont Rochelle, which is overlooking the hills of Bethlehem. Uh, it was named after Rachel, right on the very edge of Jerusalem. It was a beautiful place, and I remember just looking uh, on the hillsides where the shepherds' you know fields were, and just just thankful as we're entering into you know the holiday season that you know that God would love us and care enough about us to send His Son to be born in a little out of the way place called Bethlehem. And, and truly, you know, that Christmas story, I pray, never, never loses its impact on our hearts. And so I pray that, once again, that we're just marveling at the fact that Jesus came to this world to love us and that we would share that with others. And so the angel said, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For you, born to this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And so may we give that message to others, and may we give just a message of love and care to others. And, and I hope that we take the time to do that as we enter into this weekend, as we go to Thanksgiving, as we have Christmas season. And Christmas season is short this year because Thanksgiving is late. But to take the time to really encourage somebody in the love of the Lord and the gospel and the coming of Jesus Christ, that message, that glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards man. And we're going to be talking more about that as we continue with this program. And so God bless you. You hear the music. Thank you, everybody that's called in today. Have a wonderful weekend. Remember, go to church. Go to church and uh, be fed the Word of God and be with the brethren. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.